Yeah, so we try to create more happiness, more joy for And uh, that's why, for example, in my sales team, everybody knows if you believe this equipment is not a good match for this office, don't offer them. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with Arash Kalantari. Arash is the uh, founder and CEO of Med Results, and he's also the CEO of Medrona. And, uh, Medaria. Medaria, sorry, Medaria. Arash, thank you, and welcome to My Company Story. Okay. So, Arash, tell us a little bit about Medoria and Med Results. What are those two companies? And give the audience an idea of what you're doing. Interesting, yeah. First of all, I want to say hi to our audience and then thank you for this opportunity to speak about my own journey in our business. I started my medical school at like 19, 1997, something like that. And then by, by chance, I was um, introduced to medical equipment section of it. And then I realized that I'm passionate about it. So while I was studying medicine, I started to work uh, as a medical advisor of a medical equipment company. And then after one year, I opened my first company. So that company makes medical devices. So you, did, you went to medical school and decided, I'm not going to be a doctor, but I want to help doctors with the devices that they use. Is that correct? Yeah, but I was studying medicine. I, at, at that time, I didn't decide to stop uh, learning medicine, you know. I studied like for, for eight years, but then after that, uh, I resigned from medical school to focus on my company, which uh, now its name is Medaria. And Medaria is a medical equipment company back in Iran, and we manufacture different kind of medical devices and, you know, medical technologies. So is Medaria based in Iran? Yes. And Med Results is based in Southern California? Yes, med results. I moved to uh, to California like uh, three years back, basically. I opened this company in 2015, and I was like traveling back and forth. So from 2017, I moved here and I started that seriously. Med results also is uh, is a very result driven company. We are trying to create technologies and methodologies which uh, is able to handle lots of medical condition in a non-invasive way and in a like a non-aggressive way so as a tell me as a patient then if i go in to see my doctor and a, a cardiologist for example would he yeah. use uh, some of your devices or, or is that the type of thing that i had to interact with yeah in cardiology no but if you go to to rejuvenate your skin or rejuvenate your body then yes Oh. Uh, yeah, my main focus uh, from the beginning was like uh, beauty, aesthetic rejuvenation. I see. Then uh, after a while, I realized that not only the skin, but, uh, but the whole body needs to be rejuvenated. So are you talking to dermatologists or are you talking to more spas or where that is? Yeah, so we have different sections now. Uh, one section of the company is uh, working on plastic surgery, dermatology, metaspas, and all those things. And the other section of the company works with uh, like OBGYNs or urologists because I developed a technology for pelvic reconstruction and rejuvenation. So as you know, like in the pelvis, we have lots of organs. We have uh, hips, we have... Uh, you know, our urinary system, our sexual organs, and all those things. And then I started to work in this field since 2008. And uh, this research 
basically continued for like eight years. And then um, like a few years back, like five years back, we developed a new technology uh, for like whole body rejuvenation, not just skin rejuvenation. Right. Not just skin, but the whole body then. Yes. Yeah. Now tell us, why did you move to Southern California from Iran? What is the, was there a business reason for doing that or a personal reason or both? Or what was that all about? So the first insight was like, uh, I wanted to bring that technology to United States and manufacture it here, you know, because it was way easier to manufacture something like this big in the United States, you know, because of many, many political issues. So it's not easy to have an international, basically, uh, business over Iran. So I moved here because of that. And then uh, when I moved here, I because before I was traveling all over the world, you know, from Japan, China, all the East countries, all the Europe. I was I was living in the plane, you know. And you were calling and on all, were you calling on doctors in all of these different countries and trying to promote your device and selling mm-hmm. them all around the world? I was I was working with different research centers and also like in Japan I was working with lots of their scientists and also some of the shows and uh, basically uh, like exhibitions. Uh, in Europe and in Asia. But the thing is, I never wanted to to live in any of those countries. But when I live, when I moved to United States first time in 2015, I liked the country. You know, I liked the, the environment. And uh, like uh, two days after I landed, I called my wife and said, we're going to move to United States. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> yeah, she said, well, really? Yeah, tell me, tell me what kind of challenges did you face then doing that? I mean, coming from Iran to the United States to establish your business here, there must have been all sorts of hurdles that you had to go over, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's if you if you consider the normal situation, yeah, it's lots of challenges. But uh, I don't work like that. Basically, I I don't run my life like that. I decide to do something and I will do it. So you put your head down and you go like, I'm, here's the goal. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Exactly. And for you. It, yeah. And most of the time, you know, it worked so far. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, tell us, what kind of challenges have you run across then in your career? I mean, I'm sure there are several that have you come up across that you've had to overcome. Can you discuss some of those? Oh, sure. So the main challenge, uh, if, you, if you ask me who you are, I would say I'm partly businessman and uh, and partly inventor. So most of the most of the technologies and the product that uh, we are selling now are my inventions. Uh, and when you invent something, it's everything is a challenge because everything is new. So you need to discover the solution. You need to find a solution. And there is nobody. I mean, for me, it was nobody to help me find the solution or tell me, yes, Arash, I did this in the same situation. You can apply this formula. It was never like that. So I had to discover everything myself. And uh, I raised in a family. My, my both parents are teachers. I mean, they were teachers. So I was not any, I mean, I had no business background even in my family, you know. So I started everything from scratch and I learned. And that basically was a gift, I guess, because uh, when you discover yourself, then that will be your own knowledge. Right. So you didn't have uh, mentors or really people to toss ideas off of. uh, And this was back in Iran primarily then, right? When you had this going on here. Even here is the same thing. You know, I was a solid businessman when I was in Iran after a few years, you know. But then when I moved here to the United States, I was not a solid businessman again. 
I started from scratch and uh, and uh, and then I had to learn everything, you know, this and that. And you know, this country is basically very difficult, complicated to, you know, you you have to have everything in uh, in a very exact sequence and you know, parallel so, to the law. Because I'm born and raised here, as most of our audience, so we're just used to what we have here. Of course. And from your perspective, though, what is it that is so different or that you ran across that would be that we wouldn't realize right now because it's part of our what we experience all the time? Yeah. Like, for example, the relationship between employees and uh, the company here is very well-defined and restricted. Back in Iran, is not like that. You know, it's more... Open or explain, what do you mean by restricted? Can you explain that? Let's say so. Here, for example, it's a it's a very simple uh, example. You have like a lunchtime, one hour for lunchtime, right? Right. So everybody goes goes and they they use their lunchtime and they come back. Same thing in Iran, you know. But here you have to trace everything, and you have to document everything. Back in Iran, you don't need that much of documentation. Oh, so they're 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 more. Um... Uh, reg- rules and regulations about dealing with employees here yeah. than in Iran. It's much o- yeah. more open there. Yeah, it's more. It's less regulated, let's say. Yeah. You know? But uh, in terms of other things, pretty much similar. In terms, for example, for like medical equipment regulation, they are very similar. Yeah. And uh, in the United States, the idea of uh, getting sued being sued and all these things is a big thing, you know. You have to have two, three lawyers around you to handle these situations, but we don't have that much in Iran. I see. It's, it so there's is not, growing. There's not, there's not the big... It's growing, but not, not like... It's growing, but not like it is here, yeah. there. But there's, there's always the constant worry of being sued by somebody or something over what you've done here, and not yeah. so much over there. Yeah. Sometimes you don't do anything with the bad intention. Overall, you don't do anything, but somebody can go and sue you and, you know, and then you have to start spending time and energy and money to defend yourself. Thanks, right. God, I had no problem so far, but, you know. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. I've got personal experience with that very fact. I know what you're talking about. It's very, very yeah. litigious. You know it. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it's not fair because, you know, the, the one who is suing you, he is the one who did the bad things. Yeah. But yep. you have to pay because because you have the you are the company. You have to defend yourself either way. Yep. Yeah, I know and all, yeah, and also if you want to do if if somebody is you know I mean lots of examples. Let's just <laughs> yeah yeah no I I hear you. What about this COVID thing? How how did that affect you? I mean here you've been here for a while and all of a sudden boom the whole world is shut down basically. I mean what how did that impact you and your business? So after COVID, for the first month, uh, I started to think about the solution, you know. And then I started to integrate our new new system with online solutions. And uh, we all knew that this will be over, you know. So I started to train doctors how to handle the situation and also how to make themselves ready for post-COVID uh, basic situation. And it worked. The idea was not to making money like uh, immediately after the webinars or that things, but uh, the idea was to establish a communication, to establish uh, basically the service and understanding that doctors know that med results want to help them. It's not just about making money. Right. So we did that and it worked. And um, 
And basically, even though during the COVID, we could survive and we could have some incomes. How did your company over in Iran, how did how was that affected by COVID as opposed to how was it affected here in Southern California? I mean, there's two different countries, two different kind of lockdowns and two different yes. cases. Was there much difference between the two? In Iran, I have like 70 employees. So it's a very bigger uh, company than here. What we did uh, in Iran, like March is kind of uh, Persian New New Year. So the company was off for three weeks uh, by itself. And it was at the same time of uh, like uh, the COVID uh, basically time. So after that, we continue to uh, keep the company closed for a month. And during that period of time, some of the like a core part of the company we ask people to start working from their, uh, like a home office, from their house. And, uh, and we started with small but very effective teams. And we prepared everything for to start, basically. So it sounds very similar to the way that we, uh, most companies here in the U.S. are managing remotely, work from home and be very careful and, and about protecting your employees. It sounds very similar. Yeah, what, what other things that we did, uh, at the same time, what happened, the inflation, the inflation back in country is like uh, crazy now. And, uh, and it was economic problem. It was COVID problem. And uh, importing and exporting is very difficult. So most of the companies, uh, they started to basically lay off uh, the employees. And uh, what we did in you know, we started to hire people. We started to hire more people. We put lots of money on digital marketing and campaigns. And also we invested a lot on uh, supporting our customers in any way that it was possible. Right. And it worked. And, uh, and basically we are, we are doing better this year compared to the same time of last year. That's hard to do. Congratulations. That's not no yeah. easy task during 2020. Thanks for, yeah, thanks to my team in Medaria, basically. They That's did a great, great job. That's great. Yeah. So what other, cha- is there any other one challenge that you can think of that you'd want to, or any other advice that you can think of that you'd want to pass along to other business owners that might be listening? You know, what's, what's why, what I did in, in the last 24 years from the moment that I established the first company, I was not working for money. Money was not my target, was not my purpose. And that's why I enjoyed every single second of, uh, you know, my job. And I think money is just um, nothing in our life. If you have it, you have it. If you don't have it, you need to have it to survive, you know. But just putting money as a target in your life, it's just very, very low, uh, let's say, target. Very unvalid target. And you need to be passionate about uh, what you do and you need to love what you sell. You know, it should be hard for you to, to give your love away. This is the way that, uh, you know, so to do that, you need to really believe on what you do. And when you love something, you do it perfect. And when you do it perfect, it creates satisfaction. I've heard so, that. And, and it's very hard to get up in the morning if you don't love what you're doing. I mean, if you yeah, just get up course. in the morning and think, I've got to make more money today, that's not rewarding at all. Exactly. So yeah. that was what I did. And then later on, later on, I realized that basically somebody uh, asked me, what is your purpose uh, for your business? And I said this and that. And, and she said, these are, these are good, but, but what else? And then that was like 10 years back. Then I started to think about what is like my actual purpose. I have to find something, you know. And it took me like uh, maybe a year 
or less to find what I really want to do. And, and, then, uh, and then I realized uh, I really want to see people happy. So is that, so now have you defined your purpose and that your purpose is to see people happy? So based on that, uh, based on that, considering uh, we are a medical equipment technology, so we, dis I mean, I made this sentence, high-tech way to happiness. High-tech way to happiness. Yeah, so we try to create more happiness, more joy for, and uh, that's why, for example, in my sales team, everybody knows if you believe this equipment is not a good match for this office, don't offer them. Uh, Just yes. offer something that they really can get benefit out of it. And also, when I'm designing uh, equipments and technologies, that is like my, you know, like my basic data. So, for example, uh, I developed a technique for ED, which is erectile dysfunction for men, right. which is very popular now. And, uh, and then it was an applicator which was sophisticated in my mind. And then after that, I realized it's going to be painful. Right. And I have been invested for that a lot. And we had like 10,000 piece of that equipment ready to go to market. So we stopped it and we, you know, we, we put everything in trash. Right, because it was going to be painful and, and it went against your core of making people happy. I wouldn't be happy exactly. if I'm in pain doing this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I worked more uh, and, then, uh, and then I realized that we can do it in different ways. So right now we have the device without any problem, without pain and, uh, you know, even more effective. So, yeah. you yeah. know, this is the way I apply that formula. In the real, uh, in the real work, yeah. That's great, and that's great advice. I think, Arash. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thanks for spending Absolutely. time on the show and explaining your business and explaining your journey. So, uh, best of luck to you, and we look forward to following up in the future with you. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Hey, thanks for listening to my company story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.